Jeremy, you look stunning. Absolutely stunning. Yes, you do. Yes, quite. Yes. Mm. Yes, Jeremy. Yes. Yes, indeed. Jeremy has decided that today he would like to sit on the couch for his episode instead of on our bookshelf. And that is his right. This is his show. That's right. We're just living it. We're just living it and speaking the words of it. Yep. We are his voice. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jeremy, that this is your voice. He's like he's like Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who stole your voice, Jeremy? Then who's your seagull? Oh. What's the seagull's name from The Little Mermaid? Scuttle. Scuttle. It's like a well-meaning idiot. Who's Jeremy's well-meaning idiot? Who is it? Ruby? Is she well-meaning? No. <laughs> she isn't mean at all. Ruby is just mean. Yeah. <laughs> just a mean idiot. <laughs> Could it be... That person you're uh, you're slowly and silently pointing to? Yeah, on this audio medium? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. A sister and Bree. A sister and Bree. Oh, you well-meaning idiot. Yes, scuttle. <laughs> Which one sounds like more of an insult? I don't know. I feel like scuttle. Scuttle does kind of feel like, oh, you're such a scuttle. You're such you a scuttle. Such a scuttle. Ugh. <laughs> I guess if you say ugh, then it's going to yeah. sound rude. <laughs> like, you are such a beautiful person. Ugh. ugh gross. You're... <laughs> Amazing in every way. Disgusting. You're like really nice. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I guess there's some things that it doesn't sound like an insult. No. But Scuttle definitely but does. But Scuttle. <laughs> but if I was just like, God, you're such a wooden chair. Ugh. Like, huh? I would kind of be searching for the meaning of that, like the metaphor behind that. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean? I mean, I know what, like, calling somebody wooden means. Yeah. But what if I was like, you're such a Starbucks tumbler. Ugh. Mm, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd feel like you were calling me basic. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like you just pick, like, a thing. And then yeah. just say, ugh, after. And it's devastating. Ugh, you're such a potted plant. Ugh. Excuse me. Did that mean? Did that come across mean? It felt mean. I, like, it, it had me thinking about it. Because, like, mm. I like potted plants. Yeah. But, like, is there a reason that you picked potted instead of, like, you know, reg- like, growing in the wild? Is there, like, some sort of connotation with, like, does that mean that my I can only grow so far? Like, oh, it really makes me that's think. devastating. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you, like, go into that. <laughs> that was really... Oh, man, I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. (laughs) Well, while you're thinking about that, why don't we open some mail? I think that's a great idea, because it's time for Mail with Jeremy. Mail with Jeremy. It's time for Mail with Jeremy. Mail with Jeremy. It's time for Mail with Jeremy. It's time for Mail with Jeremy, where we open mail and there's Jeremy. Jeremy, there you are. There you are, sitting on the couch today. I cannot wait for the mail with Jeremy. And we want to get into it because we actually have a lot of questions today. We do. We have a lot of mail. A lot of very real mail. I'm going to go ahead and and, uh, and take the first one. Awesome. So here we go. Let's get into this mail. 
Hey, gals, longtime listener, first time writer. Oh. Wow, somebody's been listening for long. <laughs> I am credited in the first episode as being the main reason you named this podcast what you named it. So you're welcome. <laughs> totally know who this is. I know who this is too. <laughs> As far as my question, it is for both of you and Jeremy. Oh, inclusive. Cute. Question is, what is your favorite city that you have not lived in but have visited? Stay safe. Cordially. Oh, cordially. We didn't even think of cordially. How do you feel about cordially? It feels cordial. Yeah, it does. It It feels feels polite. Yeah, it feels face value, you know? Yeah. Cordially, Haven in Vancouver, Washington. Yes. Love you guys. Miss you with seven pink shiny hearts. Oh. Haven. Haven. My sibling. Yes. I love them too. Hi, Haven. I love you. Hi, Haven from Vancouver, Washington. Also, when I read like the WA, mm-hmm. I was like, Wassachusetts? <laughs> <laughs> no. Wassachusetts. Oh, <laughs> uh, Haven from Wassachusetts. Haven, what's it like in Massachusetts? I think any city in Massachusetts is going to be my answer. <laughs> this is a really good question. Yeah, so what's your favorite city that you've not lived in but have visited? I mean, I've been to a couple that I really like, but the last time that I was in London, I was like, I really want to live here. Mm. It just felt like, I don't know, big city, but like not too big that I was like overwhelmed walking down the street. There was, like, lots of restaurants, lots of nightlife, lots of day life. One of my favorite bookstores is there. I I can't remember off the top of my head. I literally had to look up bookstores because I had been there twice now. Uh, I had had to look up bookstores and then go by the pictures because it's, like, a (laughs) three-story bookstore. I've been to that bookstore. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's got to be London for me. And also, like... The West End shows are so affordable there. Yeah. Dream Girls for 20 bucks. Like, come on. Wow. Well, 20 pounds. <laughs> well, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I'm going to say two different answers. Okay. One of my answers is Dublin. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did I mention that I've been to Dublin? Oh, have you? Did I say that already? You've been to Dublin? Yeah, I have. That's crazy. You've never talked about it. Yeah. I stayed there for three weeks. Oh. So. Wow. Here's what I loved about Dublin. There's a really great theater scene. It's so close to places like London. Very easily. Uh, you can You can travel easily from there. And it feels like Long Beach. Like, there's a there's a piece of it that feels like Long Beach. Like it's it, it's a coastal, um, so it has that like beach air. Um, there's seagulls everywhere, so Jeremy would feel very much at home. That's true. I just I don't know. I just connected with it when I when I stepped into Dublin. Like the first night that I was there, I was like, this feels like I'm still home in some sort of way. Yeah. So I would love to live there, and then also. I would say Seattle. Hmm. Yeah. I I have been there a couple of times, and it has that same kind of quality for me. Like, it's chilly. It's coastal. It feels like someplace I feel really safe and uh, alive. But uh, the downfall to Seattle would be that there's not a huge uh, 
career path in the way that I want for my career. So Dublin would be easier for me. Yeah. I mean, I like Seattle. I I wanted to live there for a really long time, having like not spent much time there, if any at all. I'm, I'm sure I've been to Seattle. I know I definitely have had layovers. I really like the airport. The airport's so nice. It is so nice. They have a really cool like knickknack store in there. I think it's like fireworks or something. Ooh. That every time I have a layover, I make sure to go <laughs> check out that store because they just have like really like quirky stuff. <laughs> it's really like on par for Seattle. But I honestly feel like I I want someplace with a little bit more like sun. I mean, I say that and I chose London, which is notoriously <laughs> rainy and gray. So which is it, Shelley? But Seattle just feels really like perpetually gray. And I love cloudy weather. I love rainy days. I feel like I would miss the sun, though. Well, good luck in London. Thank you. I cannot wait. <laughs> Great. So that's Haven's question. Thanks for writing in, Haven. Thank Hope you, you write in again. Haven from Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one is from Dora Lolan. Oh, Dora. In, in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, oh. Columbus, oh. Massachusetts. Hi, ladies. Love the show. Quick question. What's an anger quilt? <laughs> it sounds like the most brilliant idea ever. I gots to know. <laughs> Keep up the great content. <laughs> uh, Dora. What's an anger quilt? When were we talking about our my anger quilt? I, oh, when, um, the thing that I would want when you die. When. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I die. Well, yes. <laughs> when, but when you die soon. Before you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a great question. Uh, apparently, we did not explain what an anger quilt is. My mom made me a quilt with probably 7,000 different fabrics on it. Very true. Um, they are all so chaotically different. And it was intentional that way. She picked a pattern that was like swirly and required like a bunch of scraps of fabric. And she intentionally tried to put ones that didn't match next to each other and then uh, bordered it with this like really angry orange. And it, it does inspire anger. When you look at it, it stresses me out. <laughs> And my mom, when giving this to me, referred to it as an anger quilt because she was, like, trying to evoke the feeling of anger when she was making it, like, intentionally. And boy, did she succeed. She did succeed. It is a very angry quilt. <laughs> now I use it when I'm feeling angry. I use the quilt. I just decide that, like, if I'm ha having an angry day, I'm going to put it on my bed and use it. Um, so that's where we are with the anger quilt. <laughs> And apparently she Shelly loves it so much that she would like to have it when I'm dead. <laughs> I would. I feel like it'd be a good outlet for me and it would help me remember you and all of your anger <laughs> issues. I guess. Wow. You know, when my mom gave it to me, I was like, does she feel like I'm not expressing my anger <laughs> that I have? But I was like, no, I think I'm fine about that. And she wasn't saying that. But then I was like talking to my therapist for the next couple of weeks. And like, I do, I am angry at people and things and situations. And my mom just unexpectedly like gave me a gift to help me deal with that, which was so funny. 
<laughs> so we will we will show you pictures of the anger quilt because it's beautiful. Do we put like a content warning content for warning. may invoke anger? <laughs> just like know that if you're following us, it might it might make you angry. Yeah, just be prepared. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Dora. Yes, thank you, Dora from Columbus, Massachusetts. <laughs> All right, I'll take the next one. Oh goodness. Oh wow. Oh no. Here's the thing. I'm a terrible reader. This is going to go terribly. But this is also from Dora from Massachusetts. Dora Massachusetts number two. Hi, Bonnie and Shelly. Big fan. Long time listener. Second time emailer. Slightly obsessed with you all, but I digress. I want to address Bonnie's question about her 401k. Speaking from experience, having left a few companies in the past whilst accumulating 401k funding, I can tell you that the company providing your benefits for your employer at the time should have provided you with either monthly or quarterly statements that revealed your current balance and account, num- account oh, number. Oh, was I getting those? I Probably. If I had a 401k, I was. Probably. Maybe it was coming in my email. I'm, I never... Look at the things that I should be looking at. Me neither. Um, I'm really excited we're getting a lesson here. All I right. Know. Thanks, Dora. This is a little bit of instructions because we didn't, we don't know what to do about this. You may need to contact your previous employer to get that information. Once you find out who was funding your 401k, in the past for me, it's been Liberty Mutual, Nationwide, etc. Then contact them directly and tell them you have left that employer and you want to transfer your funds to a Roth IRA. Oh, God. Oh, my God. My brain is exploding. Um, with your bank. But you'll need that info first. Whoever you bank with, reach out to them and explain that you have 401k funds that you need to deposit into an IRA. <sighs> They'll typically take it from there and help you out with the next steps needed to open such an account. Okay. 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 So you have, yeah. Okay. So you have your 401k in accumulating. Uh-huh. You have things accumulating. And then when you leave a job, you have to let your bank know so that they will transfer the funds to a to- different kind of uh funding accumulation yeah like a like a Roth, like a Roth kind a Roth IRA like a like a just like a Roth IRA yeah great I'm I'm understanding it continue once you do have an IRA account opened <laughs> you would either collect a live check from the 401k company to redeposit back into your IRA okay <sighs> or they would send it directly to your bank and they'll deposit it for you okay makes sense whatever you do, this is all caps. Do not cash your 401k check ever. Oh. The consequences will be catastrophic. Oh, God. <laughs> You'll get tax oh, no. penalties left and right. Don't do it. I do not I do not speak from experience, but they warn you about it all over the place. Oh god. Okay, so I'm not doing that. No. Um, okay. I've been sufficiently warned. <laughs> I hope that answers your question about 401k. <laughs> it Okay, so okay. So I need to, okay, from here, first of all, I need to figure out if I had a 401k from my previous employer. Yes. Then I need to go to my bank and say, I had a 401k and now I need to open a different account with you so that you can have all my 401k funds. Yes. And then they'll take care of it. And then if they give me a check, I I just should give it back to the bank. 
I guess just give so. it to the bank and not deposit it. Do we never get to access the funds? You do when you retire, I think. It's a retirement account. Okay, but it's, it says, do not cash your 401k check ever. So is it just for, like, funsies? <laughs> We're just collecting retirement funsies? No, because there's a formal process to retiring. And so probably when you retire, it's not like quitting. Mm. When you retire, those funds open up for you rather than, like, you depositing a check for usage now, mm-hmm. which is probably what she's talking about. Okay. Here's the thing. I didn't know there was a formal process for retiring. I thought you were just like, I'm out. And then you just, like, don't come to work one day okay. when you're, like, older. Okay, so I'm making an assumption that there is a formal <laughs> process for retiring, but I don't actually know. But I think there is. It sounds right. I believed you. Anyway, Laura says, or... Dora. Dora, wink, says, love you both. Signed, Dora Lolan, Columbus, Massachusetts. Thank you, Dora. For that incredible question. Oh, no, it's not a question. It was it was For information, which is great. We also, we love questions. We also love teaching us. If you want to teach us things, if you want to just say statements, appreciate all of it. Yeah. This one filled me maybe with more questions. Uh, I, it, I think it was very full of useful information. I am just a, like financially an idiot. I'm a financial dumbass. So it's going to take me, like, multiple sessions to learn and, like, retain this. Yeah. Okay. I would like to know from the gallery um, out there, anybody out there, is there a formal process for retirement or did I make that up? Because I would like to know. So if somebody could just email and let us know, that would be great. Perfect. And then it looks like we have one more question. Yeah, we do. Jeremy, sign over to Bonnie Dolan. Bonnie Dolan. Thank you, Jeremy. Oh. Hmm. It's from Jeremy. Should have seen that coming. This must be our final question. It must be. Jeremy, thank you so much for your question. Let me read it. It says, hi, you two. Love how fast you're going through all these questions. Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. We are trying to be efficient. Yeah, that was one of my angel cards for today. Yeah. Efficiency. Efficiency. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost my place. Oh, okay. On Can the you? Screen. Yeah. Let me find it. Do you guys love my life preserver? <laughs> I do. I was just thinking, what's your favorite piece of jewelry that you own? <laughs> There's like two questions in one. Yeah, double question. Well, the first one's easy. Yes. Yes, a resounding yes. Yeah, I don't think there's a person on this earth that, that doesn't love this life preserver on you. No, it looks amazing. It looks like you hatched with it on. Yeah, it. I can't imagine you without it, honestly. Honestly. Truly and deeply and honestly. Don't you even dare. No. Stop. Stop it. Assistant Bree is trying to take it off of Jeremy. Assistant Bree is a harbinger of no! chaos. Oh! oh, he's still perfect, though. Yeah, look at him. He does look great, but put it back on him. Very right. long neck. Immediately. A very long neck, sir. There we go. So you look you look great, and that is your signature look. And I think it's going to be in 
you know, the next uh, fashion magazines, New York Fashion Week. He'll be he'll be demonstrating it during October's Paris Fashion Week. <laughs> My favorite piece of jewelry that I own. I mean, I have a lot of new stuff. I'm trying out looks, looks. But my favorite piece I wear usually, if I can, under my clothes, if it, if it doesn't go with my outfit. <laughs> and it's a little gold necklace. It's kind of teardrop shape, and it has some sort of leaf work <laughs> around the edge. Uh, it was my grandma's necklace, one of the few things that I, I got from her stuff when she passed. It used to have a little diamond pendant in the middle of this teardrop, but I, I I hold on to it when I'm anxious. I hold on to it when I'm sad, when I miss her, and I fidgeted it, fidgeted it, fidgeted it. I fidgeted with it too much, and it fell off. Oh, and I was really sad. But I I like it the way it is now. It it feels like it represents like the space that I have in my heart. It's empty, and it's always <laughs> it's always <laughs> it, can, it can be. It's supposed to sound lovely. It just sounded sad. It represents my heart. It's empty. (laughs) Damn. But I I love this necklace, and it's one of the few things I have left of her. Because the other thing that I really wanted, the blanket (laughs) that I always use at her house, got stolen from my car (sighs) when somebody smashed my window and took my possessions. So... Um, I cherish this, this, and I almost never take it off unless it's like I'm showering because I want to keep it safe, or if it like genuinely, genuinely doesn't go with my outfit, I will take it off and put it someplace safe. But that is my favorite piece of jewelry. That's lovely. Thank you. My favorite piece of jewelry is also from my grandma. Uh-huh. It's a ring that fits my pinky, but probably fit her ring finger or middle finger. My grandma had very dainty hands. Yeah. It's a tiny little woman. And it's a frog that the frog's leg goes around the finger. So, like, the whole ring is just a frog. (laughs) (laughs) It's really cute. And I remember admiring it when she was alive. She got ready in front of her vanity and there's this like mirrored tray that was beautiful and it was on there. She essentially gave it to me like, cause she, as she was getting older and dementia was kind of taking over a little bit more, she would just sort of give away possessions. Mm -hmm. I think she kind of realized like at a certain point that like, if she didn't get to decide where they went, then she wouldn't get to decide where they went. And so a couple of different times as she was getting older and she would like see my outfit, she would see my outfit and then she would disappear into her vanity or her closet and then come back out with this piece of jewelry that went with my outfit for me to put on. And then she would like have me keep it. That's so sweet. <laughs> it's very sweet. And this this frog was one of those times where uh, it, I was admiring it and she gave it to me and um, I hardly ever wear it because it is very small (laughs) Um, and it's silver and I wear more gold jewelry these days but but I love it it is very special to me because it makes me think of her so that's my favorite piece what a great question Jeremy thanks Jeremy got us to to remember our loved ones it was very nice 
So that was mail with Jeremy. <laughs> that was mail with Jeremy. Um, we can't control what the energy is going to be like in here. Sometimes no. it's utter chaos and sometimes it's actually meaningful. Yeah. So, so um, welcome to whatever this was. Suck it. Suck uh, it, everyone. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for sending us your, your emails and your questions and your information about 401ks. It was all so wonderful. We really appreciate everyone listening and and engaging with us. Really appreciate it. I mean, not that they haven't before uh, with all of our very real emails from our very real fans. You're saying it like it's not real. We do have <laughs> emails from people. Yeah, very real emails from very real fans. That's right. Wink. We do. No wink. Just that. Wink. Nope. So keep sending those emails. <laughs> keep, keep sending it to our email Everybody ships us at gmail.com or DM us uh, on social media at everybody ships us, unless you're DMing us on Twitter, in which case it would be at ships us pod. And we will catch you next time because that was mail with Jeremy. That was mail with Jeremy. Mail with Jeremy. That was mail with Jeremy. Bye. Bye. We're not dating at all. Thanks for listening to Everybody Ships Us. This podcast is executive produced by Schmangy Incorporated and is hosted, produced, and edited by Shelley Norfleet and Bonnie Dolan, with help from our production assistant, Brianna Chapelier. Our theme song was written by Bonnie Dolan and arranged by Andrew Carter, who also does our mixing and mastering. Our cover art was shot by Cynthia Price and designed by Shelley Norfleet. To get into contact with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Everybody Ships Us, and on Twitter at Ships Us Pod. Or you can email us at everybodyshipsus at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, make sure to follow or subscribe on your preferred podcast listening app.